This is a GRDC podcast. The Soil Constraints West program has been a major investment for the GRDC and its partners over the past five years, and many of the program's outcomes have already been talked about in this series of podcasts. And while the R&D has been happening, there's also been a number of early adopters of soil amelioration. Hello, I'm Hilary Sims. One of those early adopters is Simon Warwork, a grain grower from the Corrigan district of Western Australia. About 70% of Simon's 3,700 hectare property is suitable for soil amelioration. So he's implemented a strategic tillage program using the moldball plough. Speaking with Tony Crowley, Simon believes it's delivering positive results for his weed management and soil amelioration. Probably the key constraint we have that we're trying to deal with at the moment is non-wetting soils, um, where rainfall pulls on the surface and doesn't infiltrate the topsoil. Uh, we also have compaction and soil acidity, which we need to deal with as well. Just tell us about the rainfall. What would be a typical growing season rainfall average for you? For the growing season, we average around 300 millimetres of rain. Now you say non-wetting soils, but tell us a little bit more about your soil types. Predominantly we have uh, West Australian sandy soils uh, with some gravel in them. Um, We do have some gravelly ridges as well, which is a shallower soil with hard gravel underneath. And we do have small areas of loamy soils. What got you interested in adopting some soil amelioration strategies? My my interest was captured through uh, my involvement in our local grower group, the Courage and Farm Improvement Group, and um, some trial work which was uh, in supported by the GRDC, looking at moldboard ploughing, firstly at a, on a neighbour's property and then on our property. Um, we noticed some quite good uh, yield improvements uh, through managing non-wetting soils through moldboard ploughing. Um, and also the fact that we could bury weed seeds um, at a depth where they wouldn't be able to emerge. So that was a a good way of managing herbicide resistance. So to get involved in uh, doing a bit of moldboard ploughing, how did you go about that? Initially we used the services of a contractor who did 30 hectares for us in 2013 and we replicated the responses we were seeing earlier in the trial work we we were involved in. Then after that we thought we could justify buying our own plough and we actually imported a plough from the UK, a second hand machine, which saved us a fair bit of money um, as opposed to buying one new in Australia. How was the plough set up? So it's a seven-board machine. It's a reversible plough, which means you can work up and back with the machine. It has skimmer plates on it. The skimmer plates have the action of pushing um, the very top layer of the topsoil into the bottom of the furrow, which means we can bury those weed seeds at depth. The machine's also got hydraulic breakout, which means if we hit obstacles such as rocks and stumps, uh, these boards, uh, the plough boards, can break out and then return to their, their working position. What was your strategy at first? How much of the farm did you want to try and uh, ameliorate? And um, of the total area in the farm too, um, how much of it needs soil amelioration? Yeah, so we've done a fair bit of soil testing over the years and also some soil surveys. um, And we've identified approximately 70% of the property would be suitable to moldboard ploughing. Um, so we're on a, a pathway to achieving that. We're, we're about a third of the way through. It's a slow process. We do about three hectares an hour. So every, in, in any year, we're probably doing two or three hundred hectares a year. 
What else are you doing from an amelioration uh, point of view uh, as well as the moldboard ploughing? We're trying to address our soil acidity issues. Um, We're quite fortunate in a way that our pH of our soil uh, increases the deeper you go. So it's really just our topsoil that we need to uh, lime. We always uh, apply two tonne of lime prior to moldboard ploughing. So that two tonne of lime gets buried with the topsoil. The other thing we are investigating and is probably the next step for us is deep ripping um, with perhaps uh, a very deep ripper down to 50 centimetres um, to, to, to address uh, compaction depth. What has been the crop yield response to the country that you have already worked? Okay, so we've taken uh, yields from uh, two tonne wheat crops up to 2.9 tonnes a hectare in our first year. And then we've seen subsequent yield benefits, generally slightly lower than that 900 kilo yield response, but still seeing benefits three, four years out from ploughing. Um, and as far as weed control is concerned, you're seeing good results there as well? Yeah, you, we never achieve 100% burial of the weed seeds, but we get the numbers back to a manageable level. Brome grass is one weed that can emerge from uh, quite um, quite deep depths um, so that's uh, one in, one weed we need to keep an eye on but our ryegrass and radish controls improved greatly with mulberry ploughing. As well as trying to bury uh, your weed seeds deeper, um, what are you doing above ground as far as uh, integrated weed management is concerned? So at the moment our other key integrated weed management tools would be narrow windrow burning where we put um, the residues out of the back of the harvester into a narrow row, concentrated row, and we then burn them in autumn where the high temperatures destroy the weed seeds. We also swath and spray our canola. Um, and we also have livestock in the system as well, which we consider quite useful for um, weed control. How is crop emergence affected using these strategies? So moldboard ploughing creates a very soft seed bed um, which means that when we're seeding with our heavy seed equipment, it can sink in and place the seed too deep. Uh, so we need to be mindful of that when we're seeding and keep the machine shallow. We also increase our seeding weights to compensate for some reduction in establishment rates. The other thing we need to be careful with is pre-emergent herbicides. With that soft soil and low organic matter, the herbicides can become quite damaging to emerging crop. So we now have changed our regime of how we use pre-emergent herbicides. You mentioned that you want to also uh, include deeper deep ripping. Uh, What are going to be the ongoing strategies as far as uh, your soil amelioration is concerned? Yeah, so... um, I'd like to investigate it um, in more detail on a small scale first because it, it is quite an expensive and quite an aggressive process, I suppose, to rip, rip that deep. Um, however, I think that is the next step. Mobile ploughing, we go down to about 30 centimetres, but I still believe we've got compaction issues below that. So that would be the next step for us is to investigate can we deal with those compaction issues. Do you see these treatments, these cultivational tillage treatments, as being long-term strategies for your property or are they kind of one-off and uh, you don't really expect that you'll be revisiting these options all that often? Yeah, so our farming system is based around no tillage system where we try and minimise the 
num- uh, the amount of cultivation we do and preserve soil structure. Soil amelioration to me is a one-off operation. Uh, we're not sure how long it's going to last. Uh, we've had some now that's six or seven years from when we first did it. We're still seeing the benefits from that. So I'm hoping we achieve at least a decade from one pass, which would be great. Do you have any aspirations as to what you um, want to see as regular average yields for the place uh, and that's kind of keeping you motivated to keep going this way? Um, Look, we're always trying to improve our productivity. Um, I suppose as long as it doesn't come at the expense of um, higher costs, um, which outstrip that benefit. Uh, Mobile ploughing, we demonstrated that we can get a return in the first year, so for us it's a fairly easy decision. Um, uh, I do believe that soil amelioration um, is the most logical step for us to improve productivity as opposed to some of the other things such as increasing fertiliser or weed control. We, we believe we're on top of those sorts of things, but soil amelioration is the key thing we need to address. Apart from using a mobboard plough, are there other op- options that you could look at uh, for soil inversion? Yeah, so there are other farmers now using one-way disc ploughs and we've purchased a machine ourselves, an old, an old plough, um, which you can modify by, by joining uh, two jump arms together to give you a good breakout and then change the original disc to a large scallop disc, which can um, provide the ability to invert soil in a similar way to a moulboard plough, perhaps at a lower cost. The other benefit for us with that machine is that it'd probably be more suitable for our shallow gravels, which is quite um, hard on our mobile plough. Looking now back at uh, what you've been doing, in summary, what would you consider to be the main benefits you've gained? Well, I suppose the 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 key benefit, the obvious benefit, is the is the yield advantage. However, um, we're seeing other benefits as well in in the way that our weed numbers are reduced with moldboard ploughing, um, uh, and yeah, getting crops out of the ground in difficult starts is obviously a benefit as well when your soil wets up easily. Overall, are you happy with um, the results you've had from the soil amelioration strategies you've applied? Yeah, it's obvious we've had some challenges along the way in learning how to get the best out of mobile ploughing operations, but I believe we're now at a position where we're quite experienced with this operation and we're seeing good yield benefits and better weed control. Grain grower Simon Warwick from Corrigan WA, speaking with Tony Crowley. I'm Hilary Sims and you've been listening to a GRDC podcast.